so many opportunities where it was supposed to be done and over with, done and over with, done and over with. But this this go round for it to happen during the pregnancy, I really feel like when we experience things when we're brewing children, you don't forget it. You don't forget what's said. You don't forget what's felt either. A lot of times we don't give ourselves enough space to really accept whatever's going on around us, especially during that time. Welcome to the Well Worth Watering podcast. I'm Luann, and my goal is to empower, educate, and nourish Black birthing people along their birth and new parenthood journeys. One message, one truth, one story at a time, because we are well worth this conversation. We are well worth pouring into. We are well worth watering. Welcome back to the podcast. This is part two of the Cutting the Cord episode featuring Shaia Britt. In the last episode, we walked through some of the challenges that Shaia had to navigate as she was pregnant with her third daughter and also assessing whether the relationship she was in was serving her. So listeners, I want to encourage you to check in with yourself before you listen to this episode. If you are feeling like you do not have the emotional bandwidth to listen to what will be some pretty challenging relationship uh, situations that Shaia describes, um, go ahead and sit this episode out. Um, You know, I'm always encouraging you all to take care of yourself, not only physically, but mentally as well. So let's pick up where we left off in our conversation with Shaia. I was like, I don't know what's coming. I don't know what's happening, but we are going to be fine. Where where I live is really close to um, a pharmacy. So I go to the pharmacy, I put in my prescription because they gave me all these prescriptions for my blood pressure. You know, instead of just taking the medication with me, I go to my apartment to just leave it upstairs. And I'm coming upstairs and I see that he's, you know, packing his stuff. And, you know, he notices that I have a prescription bag in my hand. He's like, whoa, what's that? And of course, the petty side of me is like, why do you care? But I, you know, I told him what was going on, you know, and I just kind of left it at that because I knew at this point, your decision has already been made. My next move is going to be between me and God. So... Um, he moves out and that day, just door after door after door was open for me. Like when I say blessings begin to pour in, it was like him leaving unlocked something. That's when my pressure also, they noticed my next two appointments after that had gone way down. And they were like, but you had all the protein, you know, like they did the 24 hour, you know, urine tests and everything and everything said she's definitely preeclampsia. But by the, by the end of that pregnancy, they were like, you know what, we're just going to mark it as gestational hypertension because we don't know what you've done. It just like your pregnancy has taken a dramatic positive turn. About a week after he moved out, I did have an episode with the preeclampsia 
where my pressure had gotten so high um, that I couldn't catch my breath. At some point, my hands had gotten really cold, so I was losing oxygen. And at this time, mind you, he told me I had two weeks to find a babysitter. So this is between those two weeks. Where he had moved away, it's like a 40-minute, well, 40-minute, you know, drive from where um, I was working. So, you know, I, I call, I'm like, hey, this is what's going on. I was told that I was being dramatic and I was just trying to get his attention. And I'm like, no, something is wrong with the pregnancy. Like you could tell that I can't breathe. You could tell it in my voice, I couldn't breathe. So he was like, you know, cause texting conversation because I couldn't keep my breath. Texting conversation had gotten a little heated and he's basically like, well, if you're going through all of this, you know, why you got the energy to text me. And it's like, I just need you to get the two-year-old home because I can't drive 40 minutes to you, 40 minutes back, and then 20 minutes to the hospital. Like, I'm like, it was so, it was so scary. So I get to the hospital. It's able to get worked out where um, he's able to get the baby to, to the house um, with my oldest daughter and um, a girlfriend of mine ended up coming over to, to sit with the kids. I get to the hospital and they can't find Ori's heartbeat. And they were trying to say it without saying it. But, you know, they're, you know, they don't want to cause any panic because I'm already reaching for breath and air. It took for me to say, how come I don't hear her heart on the monitor for, for one of the nurses to say, look, baby, we don't hear her heart beating. We can't. We're trying to pick it up. I ended up passing out. They monitored me, make sure I was okay. By the time I woke up, her heart is, is back beating just as strong. Um, at that time, her name was Ori Shea. Ori means my light in Hebrew. Because I was determined to not put that, that baby through so much stress because of what I was willing to deal with. It was, it helped. She was my light. You know, at first I was going to go with Shay, you know, just like Shay Butter, I was going to go with Shay. And I said, you know what? It's just not fitting anymore. It's, you know, and so I prayed, I was like, what should her middle name be? And so her middle name is O'Shea. And is, that is also Hebrew for my salvation and God saves. I really feel like if she had not come when she did, I probably would have dealt with a lot more stuff. I feel like my tolerance for dealing with a lot of things definitely began to whittle away the more the pregnancy progressed because I just wasn't willing to deal with certain things, not just because, you know, I have this beautiful 13-year-old watching me and taking notes, but because I have to be, I have to become very selfish with my mental space. And I feel like a lot of times we don't give ourselves enough grace for our mental space. You know, dealing with all of that, it really forced me to just go, you know what? This is what's going on. You have to make a decision. Either you're gonna be healthy for this baby that's coming. So that way you're also healthy for your other two kids or you're not. And so I, I made a decision 
which it, I began to limit communication between us, which I realized was necessary. The closer, you know, pregnancy, I made the decision that I did not want him in the delivery room. You know, I know that the, the sensitivity and the empathy was not there for me anymore. So, and, you know, I was like, I didn't want to take the risk on us, you know, me being, you know, in recovery and, you know, he's more worried about someone else's feelings. You know, I just was like, I just didn't want to deal with the energy. I just wanted a really nice, peaceful, smooth delivery. This delivery was the best I had ever experienced. Um, she came at 37 weeks um, instead of the 36 weeks that, you know, they were like, she came at 37 weeks and four days and that baby was still fine. We dealt with some jaundice, um, but um, she was able to come home with me. You know, it wasn't any other issues, but just being able to make that decision and stand on it. May, I promise you, I, I said, you know what? I don't want you there and I don't care how you or anyone else feels about it because I have to take this delivery, this time between me and my baby personally because my life was saved. And I really feel like when we keep certain people around and certain energies that we have outgrown and that have outgrown us around, it will literally kill you. Whether it be physically, mentally, emotionally, some part of you dies when you do not let go when you're supposed to. I needed to have that moment with my baby. It was almost like a big thank you. Like I literally was like, thank you. At one point I looked at her dead in her face and I said, you know what? Thank you for saving my life. In between that time, I ended up getting a new job, paying more than double the amount that I was getting paid prior. I also work from home. So the expense of childcare is, is not as, as broad. All those blessings and the peace in this pregnancy did not come until after I was able to let go. To the point where, for, for instance, another thing, I did not gain weight this pregnancy. I lost weight. Wow. And my one doctor, I love her. And I was like, well, are you guys concerned? She said, no, because the baby is gaining weight. We're not concerned about your weight loss. Like you're fine. She said, with every test that we've taken, you're fine. She was like, have you considered that maybe this is the unhealthy part of the weight? And I said, what do you mean by that? She was like, I mean, we're, and she, how she said it was so sweet. She was like, we're all family here. Of course, of course I've gotten wind of your recent breakup. She was like, you've been glowing. I've watched you, you know, you're losing weight. She was like, you know, that's what, you know, kind of made her start paying attention. Cause she was like, okay, well, if her labs and everything are coming back fine, the baby is putting on weight. She's losing weight. She was like, you're shedding dead weight. It's unhappy, dead weight. And, you know, I just kind of was like, huh, I didn't think about it that way. And I've literally dropped 30 pounds. During the pregnancy, I lost 18, but altogether I've dropped 30 pounds. Since delivering, Lori. Since delivering. Mm -hmm. 
I, I looked at that and I'm just like, what that's going to do is going to force me to get new clothes. You get what I mean? Now mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really no longer the person you saw. Mm -hmm. Everything has to be renewed. So when a lot of times, you know, when we think, you know, renewal, it is only on the outside. No, it starts from the inside. Even, even down to how everything went and how, you know, I was treated in between. I'm like, you know, I have to have a renewed mind because the, the peace that I've been experiencing, the peace in my household, it's unmatched. I account a lot of that to that, the tail end of that pregnancy. Like for it, for everything to happen at month number seven, the mm. number of completion, mm. you know, I had to, I had to take that as, as a, as a big sign for him to move out in August. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. you yeah. know, it's the eighth month, you know, I'm looking at the number eight and, you know, you moving out at the number of new beginning and me going through my completion phase, you know, like mm -hmm. I, when I say I look, I took everything personally. I realized that my body had become so reactive to my emotions that I didn't realize for a while what it was doing to my baby. It wasn't until I began to really just let go of things. She began to put on a lot of weight. We thought, we thought she was gonna be at least eight pounds. She came out just as small. She was five pounds, 10 ounces, but healthy. This has been a very spiritual journey for me as well, where it's been a lot of reflection, time spent, not just with myself, but with God. The moment I said, thank you for forcing me to let go of something and to let go of a situation that I thought was good for me. I realized that you were and are preparing me for something greater. And a lot of times that something greater I'm learning isn't always replacement. Yeah. During that time, I needed a greater measure of peace. And that's what I've gotten. Even down to, you know, with, with the babies, you know, I've got my little groove going. You know, I would have never thought I would be handling three kids on my own. You know, my family's in the DMV. But to be doing it, it feels really great. Because now I'm like, all right, I see. I had underestimated my own self from the beginning, from the initial move to Atlanta. Because I, at some point I felt like, oh, well, I probably can't do this without him. And it was just like, no, 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 I'm, I'm gonna show you, you can do it. So many opportunities where it was supposed to be done and over with, done and over with, done and over with. But this, this go around for, it to happen during the pregnancy, I really feel like when we experience things, when we're brewing children, you don't forget it. You don't forget what's said. You don't forget what's felt either. And I really feel like a lot of times 
we don't give ourselves enough space to really accept whatever's going on around us, especially during that time. Because even during delivery, we're the closest to death during that time. I had to take it personally when I'm, you know, dealing with a, a medical emergency and I'm being told I'm being dramatic. I'm just trying to get your attention. My baby could have died that night. Our child could have died that night. I could have died that night. That comment being said to me is, was made me say, you're not allowed in, the, in that space when she gets here. Because when her heart did stop, when there was no life being found, it was taken as a joke. And I said, you know what? I'm, I'm just gonna deal with this by myself. And when I say those moments were so precious, it was so funny because while I'm getting the epidural, one of the nurses says, you know what, can we take a moment and just everybody look around? She's holding my shoulder. She said, no, you don't look around. She said, but everybody else look around. It's, it's black girl magic in here. I was surrounded by black women. Yeah. And I just was like, oh, wow. My mom was in the OR with me. Oh my gosh. I love that woman so much. I love her so much. Just being, my mom was the one that took the picture. So you're not going to see her in the picture, but she was the one that took the picture. It was just such a special moment because those women, they talked to me like they were my sister, like they were my auntie, like they were my cousin. They didn't even ask, where's the dad? They, they, they didn't ask, you know, well, who, well why, why isn't he here with you? It was like a, a understood, this is her moment. This is for you. One, because one of the doc, the, the doctor that did the C-section, she, she was aware. So I'm like, did you talk to the team already? Because they made sure they, you know, we're in there jamming to Lauren Hill and Mariah Carey. She was like, she's a singer. Let's keep the good energy going. Yes. She's in such high spirits right now. Let's keep it that way. This is going to be a curated space. Mm-hmm. And it started yeah. that day. It started with delivery. But I promise you, it's been a huge, a huge shift. I'm, I'm paying more attention to myself, giving myself more grace when I do have moments where I am, you know, frustrated with just parenting because it's, it's natural to, to give myself a moment. So, you know what, Shaya, you're, you're, you're dealing with life right now. It, you were thrown a curveball and you're handling it. So give yourself some grace. If that means that for a moment you are holding that baby and you're just letting that two-year-old scream her little happy heart out, give yourself a moment to just breathe. Well, you know, I'm so I'm so grateful for everything that you shared and the way that you opened um, by saying we often don't hear this side of things because people don't feel safe. They feel judgment. They feel all of these things that keep us silent when we are going through challenges like this in relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, like you are the first guest I've had be so open and so vulnerable about the inner workings of 
relationship challenges while carrying new life. And that's so powerful because you know, as well as I do, that you aren't alone. And the one thing that stood out for me as you were sharing is the love warrior. And Mm. there's this process that we go through in many transitions in life, particularly birth. Um, It's essentially the hero's journey. And you see the hero's journey concept playing out a lot in like movies, sometimes stories. But there's always Mm -hmm. this pivotal point in the hero's journey where they have to do what's called the one forbidden thing. Something that maybe they fear doing that they know they should do that they've kind of like suppressed down, like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to do that though. I'm going to just mm-hmm. stay. Cause as you were saying, my heart was in it, but my mind knew. And yeah. what struck me was the moment, this kind of snapshot of you being in the room and saying, I'm going to pray right now. And hearing God say, do you trust me? Mm-hmm. And hearing God say like, cut the cord then, cut the cord. And everything shifted, you said. Your mind shifted, your energy energy shifted. The moves you needed to make became clearer. You became <laughs> abundant in job opportunity and salary. Yeah. You were surrounded by not only um, the women that you reference as your cushion, but this awesome team, this um, maternal health team essentially, where not only were you seeing yourself, because as we've seen lately in the news, sometimes we see ourselves, but they're not treating us like we yes. should be, right? So you yes. saw yourself and they also treated you like you were their sister, mm-hmm. like for real. Yes. <laughs> right? right? So all of the points you make are so, so pivotal because somebody's going to hear this walk that you made. And I really encourage whatever listener that might be to think what's your one forbidden thing right mm-hmm. what, what's it going to look like for you to decide I have to take this personally I have to I want to thank Shaia once again for coming back on the platform for sharing her story so bravely, so vulnerably, um, and so selflessly. If you are listening to this and you are expecting a baby, take a look at Overflow, which is my four-part in-depth childbirth preparation series. You can find more information about my classes at wellworthwatering.com forward slash birth class. If you are expecting, if you know someone who is, go ahead and tell a pregnant friend to tell another pregnant friend uh, to check out my classes. If you aren't yet ready to take a class, you can always join my drop into birth sessions, which are always free. Drop in sessions are just as the name describes. You can drop in the last Wednesday of each month and we just take an hour to have a conversation about a specific topic that month. I try to post the topic um, at the beginning of each month so that you're aware. But even if you don't know the topic, you know, you always gain something um, rewarding out of that hour. So again, you can get all of that information on my website, which is wellwithwatering.com.
if you have any questions or you just want to say hey or connect with me in other ways you can find me on instagram at well worth watering thanks for joining me and of course always remember that you are well worth pouring into and you are well worth watering